It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. We are back, baby. They came to play. I just had to remind myself of the name of this podcast. They came to play. <laughs> is back after a two-week post-AFL season hiatus. And uh, we're going to talk about all other sports uh, over the next... Uh, Couple of months, Danny McGinley. Hello, as you give me microphone instructions. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. What just, was I doing? I got, you got to hold it like right up top with these ones. This is the first time Lima and I have been in the same room for for about yeah. four months, and uh, we use, we're using our professional equipment now because it's legal. And yeah, you got to hold mm. these cheap microphones right up there. But welcome to the summer season. It is. Of they came to play. Great to be here for the summer season. I'm holding my microphone like a cup of tea, <laughs> and while I'm doing that, I'm going to close the front door because the. There's some sort of constructions happening at our front gate. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, I'll I'll introduce our guest, ladies and gentlemen. You might know him from The 100. That's right. On Channel 9. You might know him from, uh, what else have you done? Phone Hacks Podcast. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yep. General (laughs) Clown. I went to clown school. General Tom Fallery, Mike yeah. Goldstein. Hello, mate. It's good to be back, and it's good to be in the same room with some bros, just yeah. chatting it up. And you know, we're all sucking and fucking. It's nice. <laughs> they came to foreplay. That's yeah. yeah, you know it. You got it. Oh yeah. Uh, good job on the hundred too. You, I thought you did a great job, Thank and it was a re- it's a good show. It's a really fun show. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, no word yet on a second season, but fingers crossed, and it comes back. And I, I, I'll tell you guys this: that I was doing like the runoff radio interview. Interviews that Andy Lee couldn't be bothered with. <laughs> oh yeah, right. So like nice. The real regional. So you shit. were doing, you know, you were doing Wagga Wagga oh, and yeah. Orange. There was and one like Sunny Coast one where um <laughs> they contacted from Big Brother Mike Goldman first. Oh nice. Oh yeah, and right. They, yeah, and they, right. Was, they were sending him messages and they were like, you know, we'd like to interview you for you know being on the hundred to give the yeah. show some promo. And he, he, the guy, would have loved to have done the interview, but he was like, oh look, that's actually Mike Goldstein. <laughs> and then they called. They finally got around to me and then they they told me that they called Mike Goldman first and I was like oh good and the guy goes but I'm a huge fan of uh, the 100 and I go well I don't think you are. No, I don't think you've seen it. <laughs> you, you can't be that big a fan. And the irony of that, what I love about that, is that there's a, a, uh, a segment on the show yeah. where you sit a famous Australian down and 100 people are surveyed yeah. to see how many people know who it is. Kerry Ann Kenley, Carl Stevanovic, whoever it might be. And yet in that situation, they surveyed a room of three radio people yeah. <laughs> to see if they knew who the host of the show or a co-host of the show was. Yeah. And no. no. No idea. No and idea whatsoever. Don't you owe Mike Goldman a bit of a favour? For the, for our international listeners, Mike Goldman was the narrator of Australian Big Brother yeah. for, yes. for 15 years or whatever. And a, a great voice, great great man. I've never met him. Yeah. And, the, and the host of Big Brother Up Late. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Still still has frosted tips, by the way. Little, oh, does he? Uh, does he? Yeah, to yeah. let you know the measure of the man. So he- <laughs> 
<laughs> so he, he didn't I love move. It though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I he just... didn't move to the Gold Coast for no. that gig. He was proper Gold Coast. He was proper Gold Coast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, he and he went on your podcast, the Phone Hacks, great Correct. podcast. Yeah. And that was the first time you made the the newspapers. Yeah. So because he was the former up late host or whatever for yeah. Big Brother, and then um, the the set has now been abandoned and it's on Dreamworld. Yeah. It's in a theme park. It's yeah. the old the old Big Brother house. It's it's still there, but it's been abandoned for at least probably a decade. Yeah, so we have, you guys have both done the uh, the podcast, Phone Hacks, multiple times. You know, we take your phone, we post something stupid from your socials. And for Mike Goldman, he posted, um, you know, times are a bit tough at the moment. I've actually been squatting in the abandoned Big Brother house. <laughs> And fuck, man, people ran with that story. And right. <laughs> yeah, like That's it got picked right. up by the Daily Mail. And then like all these, you know, fucking huge podcasts were like, we should reach out to Mike Goldman and make sure he's all right. <laughs> but then he took it as like, it started running charity shows or something in support of homelessness. So oh, like he really, we, we almost got cut out of the story, Capper and I. Hey, my yeah. Right. And then he like did this sleep out to support awareness for homeless. So like, yeah, it was, oh, we're doing God's work on the so, phone. So he's pivoted beautifully on yeah, that, yeah. on that story. Yeah. Nice work. So he's Mike Goldman. You're Mike Goldstein. Yeah. Yesterday on radio, we interviewed Stephen Curry, the Australian actor, whose name is spelt exactly the same as the Golden State Warriors basketballer, Steph Curry. Right. Right? And I said to our Stephen Curry, I said, do you have any idea how hard it is researching you? <laughs> because you've got the same name as the second most famous basketballer in the world, right? Yeah. And he said, funny story, his niece comes to him and says, hey, Uncle Stephen, my friend at school Googled you and she reckons you're worth $330 million. <laughs> like, yeah, no, you are not getting a better Christmas That's present. the uh, royalties from the castle still yeah, paying yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he went with the nugget, actually. On oh, yeah. <laughs> royalties from the nugget. We're still waiting. The long-awaited sequel, The Nugget 2, I don't know where that's at. Oh, yeah. Hey, Leems, I want to say a thank you for, for the listeners uh, of the podcast who uh, did reach out on socials after the last episode we did, which uh, got, uh, oh. Mike was uh, f- less than 48 hours after the dogs uh, capitulated in the ah. grand final and quite traumatic. I had to walk out. I couldn't. I hadn't dealt with the grief yet right. of the show, and Lima had to do it by himself with it, Titus. It was, Mike, one of the saddest performances I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen... By the dogs. By, so, even, even my... No, no. By Danny McGinley. By Danny McGinley. I mean, I've seen my son spit the dummy on a few occasions, and but this dummy spit (laughs) tantrum. Oh my god! Full tantrum. It was next level, mate. (laughs) This is, if you ever want to see, like, you know how you get th- those stories uh, about showbiz people who are really nice, but then they're total assholes when the mics are off? Yeah. Mm. You are seeing the polar opposite right here. <laughs> Limo trying to give me grief. You should, like, as soon as Titus went off the record, uh, I just vented at Limo, and he was the first sympathetic year that we'd had for eight. We, we chatted for about 20 minutes, and you actually really helped, mate. I said, yeah. I'm, glad I, I'm glad I helped. Well, because I felt afterwards you weren't really getting much out of me, because at one point, Danny goes, yeah, well, what if, what if I got Adam Spencer on after Sydney beat Hawthorne in 2012 as the guest on a Monday? Yeah. And I said, yeah, but I went out with, to dinner with Tom Gleeson that night <laughs> after the game and he wore his Sydney scarf at dinner. So like, yeah, but what if? <laughs> yeah. what if? What if you hadn't been able to deal with the loss and the grief yeah, and well, everything? So this was a Zoom 
situation. It so was. You, yeah. you just shut down your Zoom and fucking stormed out. Was I that- just no. I had to go. I went to another room. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, just tell me when you're finishing up the episode. Ah, right. He just, right, right, right. just walked in. Storm out on a Zoom. Not as not as good. I'm gonna say. You know, like you want to be in the same room with people. Yeah, you want to be. Yeah. It's not. It's not quite as effective. It's like you know that Seinfeld bit about. Mo- when you get angry with someone on a mobile phone, oh, so going yeah. back to the nineties, yeah, like on a, oh, you could, used to be able to slam a phone down, yeah. but on a mobile, you've got to try and click it shut. <laughs> and the worst part is because because I was the the host, I was recording it all. I couldn't even like slam my laptop down. I was yeah. like, yeah, just text me when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. And uh, and that was that. How do you when your team loses, Mike? How do you cope? These are the, now we should also point out your credentials there. That yeah. we, you are a massive Kansas City Chiefs, correct? Fan. Oh, and you lost your grand final earlier yeah, in the year. We lost in a very brutal fashion as well. Great. So. Okay. Teach me how to grieve. Well, dude, I was fucked up for a good two weeks oh, afterwards. Really? Yeah. Like it was. And the embarrassing thing was we had won the Super Bowl the year before yep. with yeah. the 49ers. And then we're back in it. We're taking on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Brady's like fucking 64 or whatever <laughs> at this point. And uh, we had beat them earlier in the season pretty handily. And they just figured us out and stomped all over us in the Super Bowl. So the most recent. Super Bowl this year, so that and and it, it, the game was never a competition, was it? No, so they, yeah. In our grand final, uh, they worked us out halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, I watched. I did watch, oh. and like I was like, "Is this? Does this happen a lot?" I was like, "It was no. such a blowout. It was amazing. Like it, fucking, it was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, Melbourne were that last twenty eight minutes of game time, yeah, which started at about the eighteen minute mark of the third quarter, mm-hmm. was." Extraordinary, right? That is, in fact, I did some research to find out if that was the fastest. I'm going to walk out again because <laughs> <laughs> they scored 100 to seven. Yeah, in 28 minutes of oh, game time. God. Anyway, it turns out the fastest hundred, I believe, to this date, is Essendon Gold Coast Suns. Oh yeah, in a quarter. 2011. Well, they got 94. That's it. And then they kicked a goal in the first minute of the next quarter, so it was a 21 minute. Yeah, hundred, which Cavalcade. is unbelievable. Well, because the so with the Chiefs Super Bowl this year, the embarrassing thing for me was I had all this confidence going in, moved into a new apartment in Richmond in between lockdowns. I was like, I'll get some people over, you know, we'll watch the Chiefs game, we'll get drunk, middle of the day, it's going to be awesome. And you're inviting people yeah. who aren't Chiefs fans, no, like casual like NFL fans, yeah. the, the way Australians are, you yep. know, like they wear Raiders hats because they think it looks cool, kind of thing. It doesn't yeah. even support the Raiders. <laughs> That's the yeah. worst thing about it. <laughs> you know, you've got no idea how many times people go to me. I'm wearing a Raiders hat, just yeah. so people know. Uh, how many times people say to me, "I oh, see so you back for the Raiders," and I'll go, "What?" Yeah, forgetting that I've got the hat on. <laughs> yeah. like, weird, weird question. I'll speak to that in a sec because it is dicey wearing that hat these days, more so than usual. But I'll say with the Chiefs Super Bowl. They started getting their asses kicked straight away, and then by the second quarter, I just wanted everyone the fuck out of my apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're just not in the mood to socialize or drink or anything, and it's just like, oh, just get out. You know what I mean? Did so, you actually kick them out? Or? Oh, I think towards the end of the third, I wasn't speaking, and it was very awkward. And they, <laughs> they all slowly, slowly left. Because uh, something yeah. that I genuinely hate about the Super Bowl is the fact that it's it's early February. Monday morning. So yep. we've just finished summer holidays. You're kind of going, all right, I better get back into work and yep. start. You're, you're just mm. starting to get momentum. And suddenly you've got to start drinking at 10 a.m. on a Monday. Yeah. And and I do enjoy the actual game. But then once the game's over yep. and I've had 
more beers than I planned to. I've probably had like, mm. you know, half a dozen pots. Yeah. And I just like, oh, it's four o'clock on a Monday and yeah. it's bright light out there and there's all the people who just finished work. Oh, we're, I mean, we're You've, all too old to day drink at this point, but I mean, yeah, yeah that's even worse. You've got to commit to the full. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can, if I have any alcohol before 6 p.m., I have to just keep going because whenever I stop, <laughs> yeah. I know I will fall asleep. Oh, totally. And then it kind so, of just ruins the next day. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's all it's all bad. But the Raiders, you're aware of the recent controversy? I, so no, they- I had no idea, mate. <laughs> I got no idea. So the Raiders <laughs> all right, let's let's go let's try and guess what it is. Okay, I know that the Raiders were the Oakland Raiders and they've yep. just moved to the Las Vegas yep. Raiders. I, and I and I've watched the the ESPN thirty for thirty documentary that Ice Cube was heavily involved in. Yeah. In fact I interviewed Ice Cube once and I always, whenever I do a celebrity interview, I try and do an icebreaker to start with. Just it's a, uh, it's a good, ice cube, it's ice good, breaker. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's good advice for people if they if you're listening and you're about to interview a celebrity. But with Ice Cube, my icebreaker was, yeah. "Hey, I just saw the Thirty for Thirty documentary about right. the Raiders, and I loved it. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. Yeah, and he just loved." So we had a little better than mi- Steve Curry. Uh, just pointing out, he's got the same name as a basketballer. <laughs> was that your icebreaker? <laughs> was that my ice? No, that was in interview. They, they, no icebreakers with Stephen Curry. <laughs> uh, but he, but he loved it, right? And he just and you know, you know, he liked me because I referenced what's that. The, so then we had a good interview. What's the angle on the thirty for thirty Raiders one? Like, because they usually have like a defined era or <laughs> yeah, a story. It is. Them? It's how it is representative of the how the Raiders were adopted by the streets. Oh yeah, by the street, so been, to speak. Yeah. Not the streets, the band, the English band, oh, the street, yeah. as in and where Cube grew up, gangs. and that's why you wear a Raiders hat because you are ghetto yeah. Lehman. I'm a hundred percent ghetto, mate. There's no, there's you're no from, more. You're, you're from the uh, streets of Fitzroy. <laughs> There's no, there's no one more getified than me. Is it, this is how it goes. It goes Compton, yeah. Harlem, yeah. whatever country town in South Australia you grew up. Le- the Lehman Farm. Oh, yeah. P. P. Binger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. where. It's, yeah. Is there a redneck? Is there a redneck rapper? Is that a is well, that a uh, genre? Kid, Kid Rock, yeah, Kid Rock, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess. So, is that why people hate Kid Rock because of his genre, or is there something else about Kid Rock? Well, he's, he's a Trump supporter. That yeah, hate. he's a massive yeah. Trump supporter, and like his music fucking stinks. You know, <laughs> so I mean, and it's one of those other times. But what? But what about his? I mean, see, I always hear people say people go, "Ah, oh, Nickelback, it's so shit." And I'll go, yeah, and then I'll think to myself, but yeah. I don't really understand why it's shit. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah. genuinely don't. Like, yeah. I'll listen to a couple of Nickelback songs, and to me, it's like, it's just yeah, like whatever. Easy listening It's just like a thousand other things I've heard. But yeah. Kid Rock is is particularly bad. I mean, one of his most famous songs is called Ba Wata Ba Da Bang Da Bang Boogie, which is, you know, just <laughs> brilliant on. lyric that writing. That one from the 50s? Isn't that a 50s song? No, that's Who Put the Bomb in the Bomb Show. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm, music- I'm just so unmusical. <laughs> what Sorry, was that everyone? kind of summary beach song that he had? Uh, uh, that was kind of really big well, hit so for him. So now he's moved from the rap rock into like uh, taking Sweet Home Alabama and remixing it with his kind of shitty country yeah. twang. Because so, that, that one yeah. you're talking about had sampled Werewolves of London. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was called. But then he was mm. recently, I watched on Binge, there's a documentary about the 99 Woodstock Festival. And I implore you to watch it because it yeah. is like a time capsule of fucking the worst time for music. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know? Didn't Red Hot Chili Peppers headline that one? The Peppers, but by the time, and well, Rage Against the Machine was on, they're still great, always were, blah, blah, blah. But 
Kid Rock gets up on stage and it's like the Bill Clinton scandal had just happened. And he's like, I just want to say one thing. Uh, Bill Clinton's a pimp and Monica Lewinsky is a bitch like this. And it's like that take couldn't be more (laughs) fucking off. What a hot take. (laughs) This is off my new album, Victim Blaming. And then in that documentary, Minnie Me introduces Limp Bizkit. Hang on, hang on. The the guy from Austin Powers, Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer. Wow. So it's Uh, amazing. Just for the late 90s being fucking, yeah, yeah, a better time. So it was, so it makes Fire Festival almost. uh, Yeah, well, Fire Festival is different in the fact that it never happened. This took place and just turn into like and we just wish chaos. it didn't yeah oh, yeah yeah totally well oh, i don't know it, i kind of hey. like this i want to see the doggo now Dude, watch I, it yeah it's yeah. great is this the peace festival that ended up with riots yeah oh brilliant yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah and this. everything goes down. okay so why are the raiders bad <laughs> so what did you want to get you never did you get around oh, to guessing got, so so quickly on that the peace festival gone wrong i've been watching a documentary called 1971 which is on apple tv yeah. about music in 1971 did you watch it hoping it was about the hawks grand final against the saints <laughs> yeah well, i like 71 and but there's a bit about the rolling stones and they played the ultimo speedway oh, of course and the, how they, it was a free concert and they just wanted, this is all about peace and love and is everyone it, can come. Is it Ultimo in Sydney? No, yeah. it's, no okay, it's, sorry. A, right. it's the name of a speedway near San Francisco. All right, play on. And uh, they, it was all about meant to be about peace and love and they got the Hells Angels to do security. Yeah. And then I think a handful of people ended up being killed. And yeah, it was a, for some just reason a, that didn't work out. And they them. got, and this yeah. amazing vision of them getting chopped out. It's like this riot is taking place and just see them brrr, scoot into a chopper, brrr, gone. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. We'll just leave this mess behind us. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's guess. Okay, is okay. Is it a funny reason that they're in trouble? Or are we about to make light of an assault case or something? No, no, no or, it's not that heavy. Uh, have they been purchased by someone controversial? No. Oh, i got big things on that later okay. on. Okay. Yeah, no. It's more just it's more in the realm of cancel culture. Oh. Yeah. Right. Uh to do with players. The head coach. Is Dave, oh, is Dave head, Chappelle the head coach? Dave Chappelle is the head coach. <laughs> the head the Las coach. Vegas, no, he's... Because yeah. I, I thought if a coach was going to get cancelled, this is my limited knowledge in the NFL, it would be the yeah. Jaguars. Oh, yeah. Well, this took the heat off him. Okay. What did the Jaguars All guy right. do? So the Jaguars coach, who is married yeah. with kids, was... And left the team. The team left town without him. Yeah. I think they were playing in Miami or somewhere. I can't uh, remember. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. So the team high. leaves and the coach stays behind, which is weird. Yeah. Even I can see that's weird. Oh, yeah. And then there's vision of him in a bar getting uber friendly. Yeah. In it's- a really salacious salacious way with another <laughs> with a woman who was not his wife yeah wow. college aged woman oh yeah, yeah. and he and, like and is he had, on substances is there well, a bit so is this a bit was, bomber thompson no or he's just this the yeah. urban meyer he's this guy that was the, a legend of uh college football coaching like he just won fucking every season he's the ted lasso yeah ted lasso of college football oh, and yeah. then the jacksonville jaguars pick him up and they also have like the the best rookie quarterback uh, that anyone's ever seen in forever. And then they lose their first four games, right? And mm-hmm. then 
just like Urban Meyer is like, fuck it, I'm going to stay behind in Cincinnati and get grinded on. Oh, so he stayed in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, I was picturing they left Jacksonville without him. No, no, no. Because Jacksonville's a party town. Why would you? Ja- man, all of Florida. It's like the fucking pandemic never happened. Why would you party in Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty it's, sure it was Cincinnati. What in Ohio uh, is going to be better than Florida? <laughs> hey, there's one place in those southern states where the pandemic did happen. Yeah. And that's in the ICU units. Oh, of course. Where there's a queue around the but block. They don't care about that. Yeah, they don't give a shit about that. <laughs> yeah, made a made of mine, right? A really good friend of mine lives in sorry, we'll get back to this in a sec. Lives in Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. And uh he has just taken his daughter around to eleven colleges around America. Yeah. And he said The Urban Meyer tour? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he said the people that you meet and he said hilarious, all the northern states. You need vaccine passport and a negative test just yeah. to set foot on campus. He said all the southern states, not one question even asked. No. You just walk on campus. Wow. It's yeah. not even a it's not even a topic of conversation. No, not at all. It's, yeah. yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Like my parents are in Kansas and you know, they're they've tried to be careful and they isolated when they had to, you know, obviously oh, yeah. triple vaxxed or whatever at this point. But it's like, yeah, no one gives a shit. And it's <laughs> wow. yeah, and it's so, yes. so when the inevitable American Civil War two happens, yeah, all all the North has to do is kind of sneeze at them. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, yeah, you'd think so, but the, they they have their militias and they have their guns. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, they got it all. They're ready to take down what a yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. The North are weak. I mean, even just a, a bunch of drunkards could take the capital so oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a in the, in the interest of in the interest of freedom, they're not overthrowing the capital. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Urban Meyer, yeah, he, the heat was on him because of this, you know, whatever, getting grinded on by at a bar by some college yep. chick. Mm-hmm. But then John Gruden, the head coach of the Raiders, uh, they dug up a bunch of emails dating back to 2011, and he ticked every offensive box. Yes. He, well, there's sexism, there's racism, and there's homophobia. And I almost felt uh, bad because he just left out the Jews. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Where's our mention? Yeah. I, uh, so, yeah, now this story rings a bell now. And yeah. I've seen him at press conferences yeah. where he's defending himself. Yeah. So he's not, he's almost, it's not that he's doubling down, but he's saying, hey, I got a great relationship with my players. Yeah, I always I like to think I've got a. I look at treat everyone equally and but you know. Well, all that and you know he didn't capitulate for a while and he he was like the the team started off great you know I think they were four and one before all this shit happened yeah um and then eventually the pressure just got too much and you know because the NFL is trying to they they wear like slogans on their yeah. helmets that say like yeah. end racism and all yeah. this so they can't be seen to let this guy still have a job and whatever. Yep. So he resigned. Um, Are they still taking a knee? In well, the, the whole Kaepernick thing that I don't think that's anyone's even. Yeah. Tried doing that. Oh no. Um, I can tell you Scottish football. Yeah. They take a knee every game. Oh really? Everyone. And English, English football as well. I yeah. mean, it caused, was causing massive issues. Cause certain fans were with, booing them. Yeah. With English fans. It took England to get, <laughs> It took England to get to the final of the European Championships before the English fans finally went. No, all right, all right, maybe all right. They, they were booed right up until then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd think they would be, but I guess it's just not reported on anymore. Or whatever, they just don't 
It's, yeah. Yeah, or has racism been fixed? It's been fixed. <laughs> now that John Gruden has stepped down, <laughs> right. they fix racism. Oh, thank over. God. Yeah. So where are we off to next? What's <laughs> well, we want to, I wanted to ask you about just on the NFL, Mike. We kind of got you in because we're getting into American sports yep. uh, uh, fun season because mm. they, we've got the baseball at the moment. Yep. Uh, the Red Sox and the Astros are tied. At I think the Astros games. just took it to th- – Three, so three, three games. games to two. Yeah, that's exciting. And yeah. the Bra- Atlanta Braves and LA Dodgers yeah. are in the other semifinals. And I think that game is happening right now. And right now, Atlanta leads two to one. Okay, well, yeah. it's obvious. Well, let's, let's stick with ba- start with baseball. Yeah, who should to use your parlance? Yeah, who should we be rooting for? I mean, I think I have to say the Red Sox, even though they've won a few World Series. Kind of recently. Um, now, what what's what's your logic there? Because I I would I agree because yeah. I love the the TV show Cheers. Oh yeah, and they were all Red Sox fans. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, my loyalty <laughs> with them is my old man's from Boston. So all, all right. So well, what what would should neutrals be going for though? Ah oh, fuck, I don't know. The Dodgers won recently. I do like the Astros. Uh, oh yeah, of the four, the Braves are the only ones who haven't won it in the last. Decade. I think so. I think it's been a while for them, but I guess the <laughs> would the Astros be the underdog? Like I, as soon as the Royals, the the Kansas City team, your are, team, yeah, are having a dog shit season, which is more often than not, I kind of check out. Yeah, fair, like, that's I, all right. I know Mike Trout and you know some of the huge players, and you kind of follow what they're doing, but. Uh, the Royals losing season, a bunch of injuries, fucking like there was no one showing up to the game and that had nothing to do with the pandemic because <laughs> Kansas City doesn't give a shit. But it was um, as soon as they were just having a usual bad season, I kind of stopped following. But I, I think, I mean, I would say my affinity lies with the Red Sox, but the Astros might be the more interesting team in terms of underdog, but I could be way off. Do you know, do you know what's weird, Limo? Him saying that the, you know, confirming that the Braves haven't won it for so long. Yeah. Because because of the Bulldogs Demons thing, I'm like, well, stuff them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I, you know let's support a, a real team. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Not winning it doesn't entitle you yeah. to support Demons. I kind of, yeah, I kind of want the underdogs to, the Braves to. Yeah. Isn't there a thing with Atlanta? Um, the Atlanta Falcons and the Hawks and the Braves all struggle to get players because no one wants to live in Atlanta? Uh, I. I hadn't heard that, but okay. it might check out. But Atlanta, the Falcons mm. were in the Super Bowl. What that fucking a loss, very similar to the what the Bulldogs. Is that where did. they were well ahead of the Patriots in the third quarter? I think it was or the Broncos twenty six to three over Tom Brady and the Patriots, oh. and then fucking choked and got beaten overtime. And just Brady doing Brady things. I just I, I remember that watching that Super Bowl, and it was just. A classic case of, you know, in football, though, if you're way behind, yeah. your coach will say, you know how we do this? One goal at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Which sounds kind of corny, but that's just how Brady did it. Yeah. Just kept chipping away. Yeah. And they and they got him in the end. Oh, know? man. Such the biggest choke in, in yeah. Super Bowl history, I think. But at the Atlanta thing, another 30 for 30, the Michael Vick one, he played for the Falcons. Oh, and yeah. He was like this He's the dog corner. drowner. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, you look at some. And by of these, the way, that's not that, a cool nickname. The, he literally <laughs> drowns dogs. He's a horrible do, human. The ones dr- that couldn't fight. Yeah, the dog so. drowner. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes it all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's fine. The ones you know? that couldn't but, fight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the whole story is horrific. Oh, it's so horrific. But you look at his, his properties in Atlanta and you're like, oh, that looks all right. You know, it's got enough room for a dog jail. And, it's got you know, a coliseum. <laughs> enough room for one of the most telling lines about the sport and how, you know, 
sport at the top level operates is in that documentary where, you know, he comes out of prison yeah. and he gets two and a half years and they really made an example of him. Yeah. His lawyer thought possibly he would walk with a warning. Yeah. Anyway, two and a half years. He comes out and there was a guy who was advocating for him, wasn't really his manager, but no, was kind of right. representing him. Yeah. And he goes to the commissioner of the NFL and says, I want you to have Michael back. He wants to play football again. Yeah. And the commissioner goes, oh, mate, dog fighting, bad look. Yeah. Really yeah. don't know about that. And he says, you know you've got people playing in the NFL who have killed people. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, right, okay, yeah, sure. All right, we can uh, we can probably make some room for him. Yeah. People like dogs more than humans. <laughs> That's, they do. Yeah. They so do. basically you wearing the Raiders hat, Limo, you are condoning John Gruden's Behavior and emails. Supporting it. I, ju- I, think, I just think he's misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> he's misunderstood. Yeah. Hashtag I stand with John. Is John, right? Yeah. Hashtag I stand with John. You heard it here. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's baseball done. Uh, yeah, you heard it here first. Hey, I, in, in Kansas City, yeah. can you rank for me the popularity of your sports teams? Um, Do you, what's your top five? Okay. So for me personally? Yeah. Um, so I would go... Chiefs, so NFL up top, yep. and then Kansas City Royals, and then sporting, the soccer team. Oh, oh sporting yeah. Kansas City, yeah, yeah, MLS. Yeah, it's nice. great, man. An amazing stadium, so much fun to go yeah, to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Ahead of the college? Well, okay, so for college is in play, so not professional. So college is in play before the Royals, I would probably put Allen Fieldhouse and the Jayhawks, the basketball team. Right, the, as number two. As number two. Right. The best live sporting experience I've ever had. Yeah, right. Dude, just yeah. fucking chaos. Packed, yeah, yeah. Like small, it's called Allen Fieldhouse where the Jayhawks play. And yeah. the best atmosphere, just people going absolutely apeshit. Right. It's all college kids. Super drunk, fucking. You hump, hump Urban Meyer afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Do uh, is it just college kids going, or can can civilians go? Civilian, like, like so if Lemo and I went to Kansas City, yeah. would we just look like creeps if we went there? No, I mean, you know, I think it would be. Uh, there is a tiered system to get in, so it goes like current students, alumni. Urban, then, urban, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, like he still, he still has some clout. Yeah. Um, but dude, if like if for whatever reason you find yourself in Lawrence, Kansas, which is kind of uh, about an hour and a half from the city, do make every effort to go to a basketball. All game right, there. let's go, Lance. Yeah. And we're consistently one of the best college basketball teams in the country. So, I mean, that's a lot of great players come from there. Um, so yeah, and then because the Royals just usually suck, we won the. World Series 2015. You beat my Mets. Yeah. Yeah. 4-1. I think it was 4-1. You ran the the Ozarks there as well. Is that near you? Yeah. The Ozarks is a few hour drive. So we used to like go there every summer and um, a couple of buddies had a lake house. Some some wild vision coming out of the Ozarks. This over the American summer just gone. Yeah. 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 Again, Midwest, no one gives a shit. They're all just partying. Yeah. Yeah. And I watch the Ozark TV show and I'm like, oh yeah, I know Party Cove. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Party Cove. I buy meth. Yeah. Is there is there a casino on a houseboat like the TV There's show? There's a lot of riverboat casinos. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's in Kansas City, definitely. And the Ozarks. It's the only way P&O can make money at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Hey, so. what, what about um, NFL? Where where's What's happening there? I know I, I care enough about NFL to just check. The once a week I'll go, uh, you know, check the results and I look for my Ravens. And yeah. we lost the first game. We've won everyone since. Yeah. How are my Ravens going? How are Lemo Seahawks going? 
Are there any fairy tale stories that we should get behind? Uh, okay, so I'll start with the Ravens. They are, I think, four and one, or yeah. possibly five and one. They just beat the Chargers in a killer game. Um, is that because of the wire? Is that why you buried for the Ravens? No, nah, my cousin moved there. I was actually a Philly Eagles right. fan. Yeah, right. Because see, you. I would say Baltimore a worse city than Atlanta in terms of players not wanting to live there. Oh, really? Yeah, real, real rough. Real I've, I've been there. It's good clam chowder. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Baltimore seems. It's it was. Uh, I mean, The Wire was just voted the number one television show of the last twenty-two years. Yeah, so that's something. But The Wire isn't exactly a tourist brochure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Baltimore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they set up Little Amsterdam, I thought they'd had some appeal. Yeah, yeah. I got to say that Irish bar down the docks in season two. I, I would oh, I'd love to watch Celtic there. <laughs> uh, the Ravens beat the Chiefs, which is heartbreaking. The first time I think we've lost to them in this current era because you got Lamar Jackson, who's one of the best players to watch the, the quarterback the quarterback yep and um because we fumbled in the last two minutes they won that game and uh yeah so they they're leading their division so they're doing well um are we premiership favorites you're or? in the conversation for sure all right um but they have a tendency to choke in the playoffs yeah, I've noticed that because yeah. that's when I start watching. It seems whenever I start watching, we yeah. lose. Yeah, it's all your curse. Yeah. The McGinley curse. Sorry, Jacko. <laughs> the McGinley, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a well-known curse. Yeah, it? the Seahawks are fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Russell Wilson, like his finger is mangled and he's had like surgeries on it. And their backup, Geno Smith, uh, just been this journeyman quarterback, been around forever. Sure. ton of teams. And they had a chance in overtime against the Steelers in this past weekend. And then Geno Smith uh, fumbled the ball in overtime. And um, yeah, and so everyone's calling him a... a I I watched the Seahawks play on Monday. Yeah. Uh, That was that Steelers game. The Steelers game, yeah, yeah and the they were just hate them. Yeah. I know they're the Ravens' rivals. I don't know. Yeah. I don't actually care. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> NFL like I understand Aussie rules. But I was just watching it, going, I, I've watched enough sport to know that you guys kind of suck right now. They're yeah. in a rebuilding phase, Limo, with the Seahawks. Hey, uh, Goldstein, yeah. I want to know who is the team that is it, who would be the Collingwood of the NFL. So by that I mean, yeah. who would be the team that. Uh, everyone hates and are currently terrible. Who should we have in a bit of Schadenfreude oh, towards? Oh, right, right, right. Who sucks and deserves it? Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Great, yeah. Um, that's fascinating because I think it would be the Steelers. Because oh, are they, are they terrible? Yeah. Yeah! They're not totally terrible, but they're not as consistent as they have been in previous season. Roethlisberger is kind of washed up. He's the quarterback for the Steelers. And he's got a ton of assault allegations. Oh, great. Perfect. So that's why they hate him because of this. Um, They had a a wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schuster, who... um, Hang on, what? Juju uh, Smith? Juju Smith-Schuster. And, (laughs) dude... Mate, great name. There's I so did. many great names in the NFL. Oh, there is. Yeah. The, I mean, the uh, Key and Peel sketch. Oh, oh, they've done nice. a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, with the names yeah. of the NFL players. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh, it is. Yeah, right. Check it out. Man, the first time I remember watching it with my wife, we were hungover. It was years ago, and we were crying yeah. with laughter. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. So they just make up. Ridiculous a whole names. bunch of ridiculous names, which they can do. Because yeah, they, <laughs> can, yeah, they can do. But <laughs> I mean, great. there's still so many. I mean, Ha Ha Clinton Dix is still playing. 
That's his. That's first, a person. Yeah, his first name's Ha Ha, yeah, and yeah. then Clinton Dix, which sounds like Trump muttering in his yeah, sleep. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, this, so how is, is this the so Limo? Is this Key and Peel sketch the equivalent of the twelfth man and the Pakistani cricket team sketch? Uh yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah except Key and Peel. I, I, in a position to make those jokes. Yeah. With all due respect to Billy Birmingham, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, yeah. a little bit more nuanced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, Billy Birmingham did that in the 80s when we were still gathering together a sense of what was right and what was wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, no, the Ravens played the Bills, and the Bills are another powerhouse team. The Bills are premiership favourites. That's yeah. pretty – right? And, yeah. Now, Charlie Pickering, I just found out, bags for the Bills. Well, we need to talk about this because okay. one of my best mates, Shane, <laughs> is a massive Bills fan, and, and I said uh, – you know, oh, Charlie is going for the Bills. Charlie has – Charlie spoke – I was talking, talking to Charlie Pickering and he said, yeah, I'm on the Bills this year. And I went, oh, cool, but I thought you're – you know, your your wife is from New York. I thought you'd be the Jets because you're mm. a Bombers fan. Yeah, yeah, she's upstate. And he said, no, no, we're – I pick a team every year with my son oh, yeah. and they watch it together. And when, it, when a team that we pick – they pick a different one every year. When they win the Super Bowl, we'll go for them forever. Yeah. Which I told that to my mate Shane and he went, that is the dictionary definition yeah. of bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, completely. Although, I, yeah, I see, normally I would hate that, but I feel like if you're not totally invested in a sport, yeah, then whatever. And the, and the Bills. You know what? You only ever, you only, it's like when people go, oh, you jumped on the bandwagon here. You only ever get the equivalent amount of joy from the years and pain you've suffered. Oh, totally. So he'll never, he'll never be as happy as a genuine fan. So yeah. if I was a genuine fan, I just wouldn't care. Yeah. Oh I'd God. be like, yeah, great. Come along for the ride. Right, I think whatever. you've actually just stumbled across a sports physics theory. <laughs> you only get the joy equal and Is opposite it? to the amount of pain you've had. No, you, yeah. because when the Bulldogs won the AFLW grand final, I was very happy. Yeah. But the season is only two years old. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. That wasn't like the euphoria. I hadn't had years of heartbreak. Yeah. Right. You only, yeah, you only, it's, you are equally as happy is this is Lehman's law of and the, yeah. sports following. Taps back into back into my law of, you know, you can only mock someone for losing if you're equally passionate about the sport. Yeah, of course. Right. So I yeah. would. Have, I remember, and this is the example I always use: being in getting a coffee one morning. Uh, years and years ago, and someone comes into the coffee room. They go, "Hello, Lima, how going? How's your weekend?" I said, "Ah, oh, you know, not too bad. Bloody Hawks lost." And they went, "Oh, did they? Who beat them?" And I said, "Ah, oh, the Swans." And then they go, "Ah, oh, I'm a Swans fan. Sucked in. Uh, Eat yeah. it." And I'm yeah. like, "You can get rooted, <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. in no position to mock me yeah. about my team losing." Yeah. When you only just found out you beat us on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So the Chiefs, it was 1969 was the last Super Bowl they won. So when they won 2019, started 2020, it was a Super That was yeah, like, right, fucking, yeah. you know, growing up watching this team. So many years of just dog shit seasons, you know. Yeah. And then that, and you you lost, uh, not in the Super Bowl, but the semifinal. I, I know you've got a better term for it, but yeah, I'm just using the Australian the term. The AFC Championship to Tom in the Brady. Dying, in, in overtime, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Be, so you'd had the heartbreak. Uh, NFL rules in overtime make no sense. Oh, it's a golden point, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's terrible. Well, if they score Hang a on. touchdown, if the first team to possess oh, you the ball. Oh, you toss a coin, don't you? You toss a coin, and then the first team that gets possession, if they score a touchdown, game's over. So the other team doesn't get right of reply, rebuttal, whatever you want to call it. And it's the most oh. infuriating thing. Well, I can go. One. My dad told me yes. uh, just a couple of weeks ago in 1970, 
he's he's in my team, Glasgow Celtic, uh, got to the semi-final of uh, the equivalent of the Champions League. Yeah. And they were playing, a I think, a Dutch team called Feyenoord. And it was 0-0, extra time, 0-0. There weren't penalty shootouts then. Yeah. They literally tossed a coin. Oh, in the middle of the pitch to see who win and Celtic got through and we lost the final. But Shit. I'd love it. Remember a few years ago there was a game of cricket where an umpire didn't have a coin to toss at the start? So they did a – I know, it was a game of footy. It was AFL. They did a paper, scissor, rock. Oh, wasn't that um, – that was uh, AFLX. I oh, was at AFL. Oh, yeah. no, that was the standard thing they did was yeah. paper, scissor, rock. Yeah. Right. At the start of AFLX, that's right. Because cricket, right. you just go rooftops or flats. And they spin the bat, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that works. So (laughs) Buffalo Bills, and then another recommendation for a 30 for 30, the four falls of Buffalo. Oh, yeah. I know this story. One of the greatest. For the listeners, tell them. Well, I mean, it's not a spoiler because it's all there in the title. The Bills went to four Super Bowls in a row and Mm. lost all four. Some of them they got crushed, but then the I think the most infamous one was they missed the kick. In the first game against the, yeah. was that maybe the Redskins or the Cowboys? But that was Scott Norwood, who Ray Finkel from Ace Ventura was based on. I was just about, uh, yeah, I was just yeah, wondering yeah, that. That's not, right. the Miami Dolphins didn't lose a no, Super that's Bowl. All made up. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Who's Scott Norwood, who there's the great moment in the documentary where, and he takes on all the responsibility of the loss yeah. himself. Yeah. And then he goes back and they, they're introduced to the fans who filled the streets and they get a massive cheer. They start chanting his name, and he's like, oh, my God, they've forgiven me. Yeah. And then they boned him the next year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that moment when he, he's back speaking to the, the city is yeah. one of the most emotional moments. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, great. it's amazing. Yeah. But the Bills, so I've always loved the Bills because of, you know, I grew up watching those Super Bowls, and, you yeah. know, and they're always, it's a real working class town, like underdogs, and, and they still so, haven't won. So they're pretty much like Geelong in the early 90s. Yeah. Just losing four finals. You know, oh, yeah. Losing yeah, 89, totally. 92, 94, 95. Well, they, Leo, they lost four. Yeah. Just not in a row. And there's not in a row. Oh, God, you just... <laughs> yeah. I mean, what that would do to your psyche. I know. Losing. And they talk about it in the dock because they become this this punchline, you know, of being losers. But it's like, no, you still made the final yeah, four years yeah, in a I row. I need to hear that. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> but, yeah, they show all the Tonight shows and all yeah. that, where they're making jokes about the bills. Yeah. Um, um, all so right, I've got, I got two more things before we before we wrap up this. Yeah. Uh, something, well, uh, let's, okay, something that uh, really annoys me. Yeah. In, in NFL yeah. is uh, when, and I think they do this in baseball as well, when they when your team finally wins the equivalent of the grand final, who gets the trophy? Uh, Hang on, but say that again? So, so say, uh, you know, the Seahawks win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who gets the Frank Lombardi trophy? Who does the, the NFL owner. present it to? The owner. Yeah. The owner of oh, the yeah, team. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. The equivalent of like... Danny, do you know... I've got one question for you, and the answer will answer your question as well. Uh, Where, in which country is the NFL played? United States. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why it goes to the owner of the team. Who gets the, whatever the grand final trophy is? The captain. The captain? Yeah. And the 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 coach. coach. And they hold on to it for the year and then just turn it over to whoever. No, no. They They have a new one each year. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So. Uh, so you get to keep it. Yeah. So out at Hawthorne, there's 13 of them stacked in. So, and you guys might have heard that uh, Newcastle United, uh, not in Australia, the, the Northern English mm. one, they have new owners. Right. They've been bought out by... Mohammed bin Salman. Mohammed bin Salman, who is... Uh, good, good bloke. Great <laughs> work at the Twin Towers. He's the, he's the 
Saudi Arabia, Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Yes, and now um, they the 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 group that have bought them, the financial team, yeah. uh, are worth like six hundred billion dollars. Now, to give you uh, to to point out where the second most richest team is, Manchester City, yeah, worth forty three billion. So we're talking more than ten times Jesus. richer than their nearest um, rivals. But man, but that doesn't mean Newcastle's worth six hundred billion. No, just the group who owns them. Just the group do. who owns them. Yeah. And you're saying the group that owns Man City's worth forty billion. That's right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're pretty. But Mohammed bin Salman, I mean, he is a just a good bloke. <laughs> well, this I is what mean. I'm going to get to. I've I've got here an article <laughs> that was on an art, a website called Football Three Six Five, and they've ranked the twenty English Premier League team owners by reprehensibility. Oh right. yeah, we're, we're, so I'll just well, if he's not number one, they've got an issue oh, with their ranking. He's system. number one. There we go. Number twenty uh, is Burnley. Is on, owned by a guy called Alan Pace, who's uh, he's a Mormon, so he doesn't uh, drink, doesn't bet. Uh, can't lie. Sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with him. No. He's irritating, not reprehensible. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, number nineteen is uh, Brentford. Is owned by a guy called Matthew yeah. Benham. You're not going to go through all twenty, are you? Like, okay. What, do, just, what do you want? Which well, just go, you just want? go to the top. Oh, we go top five. I don't okay. really care about yeah, that. And like maybe one juicy bit why they're the most reprehensible. So go to the top three. Go all top right. three. Top three. Okay. I'm glad you said top three and not top five. Top number three. Chelsea. Ah. Roman Abramovich. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Is that yeah. your team? <laughs> well, that's my team. Yeah, I mean, wasn't he? Wasn't Abramovich sent to London by Putin to uh, buy Chelsea to get an in to you know British aristocracy and it kind of act as a spy in yes. British society. Yes, and also, yeah. you know, owns uh, is a total oligarch, owns all the natural resources in uh, Russia, and charges people a lot of money for it. Another fun fact: my brother-in-law. Um, Used to teach Abramovich's son guitar. Oh, mm, there you go. That's not bad. Huh. Okay. Well, number because <laughs> you've gone top three, it's quite boring. Number two is Man City, and number one is Newcastle. Mm. I'll tell you number five. That's the most interesting one okay. because this is controversial. West Ham United. Okay. Uh, now owned by Rupert from uh, Ted Lasso. No, <laughs> so right, in yeah. real life owned by a couple of guys: David Sullivan, David Gold. This is controversial because they say they make people happy. All right, is it a gambling thing or something? They are porn moguls. Oh, <laughs> oh porn so moguls. They are porn moguls. And they only uh, bought West Ham to avoid paying £700,000 worth of tax well, in 2018. You know, well, porn, look, porn exists on a spectrum. There, there's some, some porn that is completely fine. Yeah, there's other porn that I think we all might have an issue with. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's all talk about our search terms right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you know my... Do you know my, my this, oh, there's kids listening. I probably should. Yeah. Is there well, kids listening? I don't, 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 don't incriminate yourself. You might have to cut... You might have to be, use the beat. No, I'm going to leave your swears in, Mike, okay. just because we used to get... Occasionally we'd swear and people would say, oh, I listen to this with my kids. I'm going to see if anyone Actually, okay, I'll tell you what, we've mentioned it now. If yeah. you're offended by swearing, we will go back to not swearing. But, you know, if we're, if we're allowed to, then we can change the yeah. nature. Get uh, in touch, players. Let us, let us know. Um, we'll have to wrap this up in a sec, but a bit of Mohammed bin Salman fun. I mean, oh, yeah. aside from Ashagi, the, uh, the journalist who was cut into tiny pieces yes. in the uh, Saudi embassy in Istanbul. Just for saying Sunderland were a better team than Newcastle. I mean, how dare he? Um, he owns the most expensive house in the world, which he purchased in France for half a billion dollars. He owns the most expensive painting ever purchased, the Salvador Mundi, Salvatore Mundi, 
by Leonardo da Vinci. He paid five hundred million US dollars. Wow, what's that? I don't know that Salvador Mundi. What's that? Uh, it's of? like a picture of Jesus holding an orb. Okay, fun story about that. It was bought in nineteen. Uh, no, sorry, two thousand and three at a garage sale in America. Oh. For like fifteen hundred bucks, because they thought it was a copy. What? And the person who bought it, this, so this is there's a company, and what they do, they scour uh, garage sales and art sales, yeah, just looking for this kind of thing. All right, yeah. where someone doesn't realise it's an original. And they, anyway, they fucking hit pay dirt with this. Yeah, cost them fifteen hundred bucks. They restored it, had it approved, and ticked off as a Leonardo da Vinci. They sold it ten years later for I think a hundred million dollars. Then it was bought by a Russian dude for $200 million and then he sold it two years later to Mohammed bin Salman for $500 million US dollars. Wow. And it is currently displayed not in the Louvre, uh, Dubai, which is where he said he would display it. It is in his yacht, oh. which cost him $1 billion. So he's got the most expensive painting, the most expensive house, yeah. and it's the second most expensive yacht Now that just screams Newcastle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a real working class vibe <laughs> so he's, on this he's dude. He's like a super villain. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like a Bond villain. Yeah. yeah. Good shit. But he, uh, Who we, I'm just trying to think who's a Newcastle fan that we could get on. Brendan Maloney, uh, Dan Willis. I think Ross Noble is a Newcastle well, fan. Well, he's from Newcastle, so, so I'm not sure how much Ross cares about this. Should soccer, we just get Ross on anyway? To be honest with you. Because he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, One I, last thing I want to ask uh, uh, Mike Goldstein. Yep. Uh, what... Uh, this is something that Lima, I've been. I told you, Limo, in text. I want to make a thing of the summer season. If they came to play, yes. we'll talk about stadium foods. Yes. But just very briefly, what is the best food you have had in a stadium? And I'm going to guess it's in the United States. Yeah. What should we, if, if any of our players are, are going overseas to America sometime yeah. in the next mm. decade? Yeah. Where should they go and what should they eat? Uh, okay, well, there's been a huge shift in the quality of stadium food over the past couple decades because in the 90s, early 2000s, it was just garbage kind of. I used to always mm. get the nachos with like the bright orange cheese on it. Uh, that you get out of a so- like a <laughs> yeah, sauce yeah, pump yeah. pack. And put jalapenos yeah. on it. And like you could feel the diarrhea brewing as soon as you <laughs> take a bite. You know, like that as a kid, that was my favorite. Uh, yeah. The best. But now I went to Yankee Stadium when I was in New York a couple of years ago and the quality of food was crazy. Crazy, all right. It's just like I mean, you know, gourmet burgers and stuff. But yeah. but even like it's just upped, and it's probably different stadium to stadium. But I think across the board, especially in these newer stadiums, they're priding themselves on having like kind of gourmet bar food, you know, yeah, wings right. and you know. But it's uh, sushi, you know, this, sushi, yeah, yeah, wow. and it's like decent sushi, and it's so. But I'm from my childhood. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, the nachos. Yeah, yeah, right. Nice. But they also also have a sun. You could get a Sunday in a little plastic helmet of the baseball team. I I had that in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And so you could always get the home team helmet and then the visiting team. And so the the thing was collect all the helmets. I yeah, right. Then, you know, we're all morbidly obese. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so I'm going to uh, get myself some nachos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We need more nachos here. Can you get nachos at the G? I don't think you can. I don't know. You you don't have time for us, to, but there is many a deep dive coming up on They Came to Play yeah. about stadium food because yeah. I found a hidden gem. Tune in next week. Okay. Well, there's a, that's what we call a hook in the business. Uh, Mike Goldstein, what else is going on in your life? What can we plug before uh, we say goodbye? Listen to the Phone Hacks podcast. Uh, yeah, you guys have both been on multiple times. And uh, maybe second.
second season of The 100. We'll find out soon. Sweet. Uh, very good. What I can say I work on a show called The Cheap Seats, which is up against yeah. uh, The 100. You kicked our ass in the ratings. Yeah. We've been renewed. I know. So <laughs> you guys have job security, but we don't. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, well, to sound like, oh, a wanky, to sound like a wanky TV exec, the numbers were pretty good, so I reckon you'll be back. All right. Good. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike Goldstein. Thank you, Danny McGinley. Go Ravens. Go Hawks. Go Chiefs.